KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, March 16th. The district attorney's office says it's been overwhelmed by resentencing requests. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A fourth person who died in an alleged smuggling attempt has been identified. Alma Rosa Figueroa Gorgonia was one of the eight people who died when an alleged smuggling boat capsized off Black Speech late Saturday. She was 17. The three victims identified earlier in the week were between the ages of 22 and 48. The son of a woman shot by local law enforcement is suing the city and county, claiming police and sheriff deputies escalated the situation. Yan Lee was killed last March in a condo building in Little Italy in a confrontation that started when a deputy tried to serve her with an eviction notice. The wrongful death lawsuit says Lee was suffering a mental health crisis. It alleges the officers used excessive force and had inadequate training. Teachers in the San Diego Unified School District started picketing for a new contract yesterday. Unionized teachers with the district have been working for months under terms of their old contract. This week, they're staging pickets outside different schools around the city. Kevin Gutierrez is a 7th grade English teacher at Millennial Tech Middle School. He joined the picket line yesterday. I believe we are one of the only countries in the world that we don't value teachers as much as they should uh, be valued. Uh, We do an important job, and I think we need to be compensated as such. In a written statement to KPBS News, the district communications director said, in part, to our educators and staff members, we hear you and we appreciate you. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. A new state law aimed at criminal justice reform allows some inmates to request resentencing, but the county district attorney's office says it's causing problems. Reporter Katie Alvarado gives us the details. The district attorney's office says the new law is bogging down a system that is already overwhelmed. It's already received more than 525 petitions from inmates requesting resentencing this year alone. But more than that, the DA says families will be re-traumatized by having to go back to court. I just feel for those families who have to go back in there. They probably thought finally that part of their day-to-day life was over. Laura Keenan's husband, Matt, was killed by a wrong-way driver in 2021. She says she can relate to some of what these families will have to go through because she's in the middle of a sentencing process that has been painful. It's a feeling of utter injustice for me and anybody who has lost a loved one. Criminal defense attorney Jan Ronis says this is also about making a justice system that is fair for everyone. And although somewhat inconvenience perhaps to prosecutors to have to relitigate these issues, it's far more burdensome to have prisons running at 200 percent capacity. So on balance, 
this is a fair and just approach to restore equity in sentencing in California. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. The city of San Diego's ambulance provider is again under scrutiny for response times and staffing levels. The city and Felk have been trying to amend their contracts so the fire department can bring in another ambulance provider to backfill missing hours in an effort to boost response times. But if that doesn't happen by next month, council member Marnie Von Wilpert says she's ready to take action. If we do not have a full amendment by docket closing in April, I will be, as the chair of public safety, asking the city attorney to docket an item to explore our legal options to end this contract. I am not afraid of a breach of contract lawsuit. I don't want that. I want this to work. Felk, San Diego's managing director, Jeff Baim, says they're committed to renegotiating the contract. Felk pays $9 million to the city annually for fee-for-service and uh, lease payments for the firehouses that we uh, have our staff. And so that goes away. Uh, That does reduce our cost, but we still obviously have cost uh, to run the program. And so we're working to figure out what is that rate uh, that we can agree on. On the staffing front, Falk offered a $50,000 sign-on bonus late last year and says it's helped bring on about 40 additional paramedics. But the company is still having staffing issues. A charter school in southeast San Diego has laid off employees, but that isn't the only challenge the school faces. iNewsource reporter Andrea Figueroa Briceño has more. School leaders at America's Finest Charter gave few details on how staffing cuts were made, but teacher Paul Cardoza says he and others were surprised when they were laid off. Instead of sharing with the teachers and staff, hey, this is what's going on, they were like, oh, well, everything is fine. Now, along with the large budget deficit and drops in enrollment, the school is also facing allegations of age discrimination. Officials deny the claims and say they did not consider age, race, or gender in the layoffs. They also say they're making progress towards reducing the deficit. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource reporter Andrea Figueroa Briceño. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. Rain has made a bad situation worse for crews trying to fix a sinkhole in Cardiff. Reporter Claire Strong has the story. As you can see, it's quite dramatic. That's Cardiff resident Paul Howard describing the large sinkhole on Lake Drive, which has even swallowed part of the sidewalk. Last weekend's heavy rain made it bigger than ever, and crews are now working to stabilize it and to prevent any further erosion. In the meantime, traffic's being diverted along nearby Crest Drive, which is causing problems of its own. Eva Engelsberger lives there and says it's dangerous. People go through 50 miles an hour. It's frightening. I mean, a lot of the neighbors are scared someone's going to get killed. It's that bad. Cardiff is governed by the city of Encinitas. The city released a statement last week saying work on the sinkhole is expected to last through April. Claire Strong, KPBS News. Coming up, we have details on two new exhibitions opening at the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego this week. We'll have that story next, just after the break.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. The Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego opens two exhibitions this week from two Latina artists representing two generations and two different places along the U.S.-Mexico border. My colleague Julia Dixon-Evans takes us inside. At first glance, with the oversized illustrations and text, the bright colors and found objects suspended from the ceiling, it feels like stepping inside a children's book on a massive scale. Breaking the Binding is the first career retrospective exhibit for Celia Alvarez-Munoz. The 86-year-old El Paso artist is noted for her public art, whimsical artist books, and her activism through art. After a long career, she is still driven to make art. Why do I keep going? Because it keeps me going. That's what propels you to wake up in the morning and have a mission. I think for me, it's more, it has been more of a vocation. Alvarez Munoz's work infuses humor and private narrative into broad themes informed by her life along the U.S.-Mexico border, as well as her background working in advertising. She combines text and image in nearly every piece, playing with puns, mistranslations, and mispronunciations. Co-curator Isabel Caso said the exhibit has 35 artworks, seven being major installations. First, she's an unbelievably distinct visual and verbal storyteller. El Limite is the first work you see, with images of sardine can trains enlarged and pasted on the walls. Large printed text tells childhood stories about post-war immigration routes by train. The museum commissioned this piece from Alvarez Munoz in 1991. You know, she draws on many things from her own personal history to collective histories. One of Alvarez Munoz's darker works is Fibra y Furia. Suspended from the ceiling are 20 massive bolts of colorful patterned fabric and several dress forms, embellished clothing, and diapers made from lace. Uh, was a rebuttal against the fashion industry for the sexualization of women, you know, from early age. The installation also touches on post-war women's labor issues. It evolved over time to address the artist's fury, or furia, over the murders of young women workers linked to Juarez Maquiladoras in the advent of NAFTA. And then we have the bridal gown over here. And it's wicked. It's, it's a decay. It's a lot of decay. Downstairs is the first solo museum exhibition of artist Griselda Rosas, who lives and works in San Diego and Tijuana. Senior curator Jill Dossi helped with the exhibit. She is truly one of the most gifted and compelling artists of our region, just so authentically deft at working with materials. When her son was small, Rosas began borrowing characters from his drawings and adding embroidery with her sewing machine at the kitchen table. But I mostly do my work at my kitchen table, so my kitchen table is always a mess. Rosa's embroidery works are like little sculptures, layering drawings, vivid splashes of watercolor, and bright thread. The embroidery fills in, borders, or embellishes the painting beneath it. In the images, she pairs the flat, dimensionless perspectives of a child's drawing with that of Mesoamerican styles. 
There's weaponry and war regalia on fantastical creatures infused with Rosa's knowledge of pre- and post-colonial history. So you have this layering of moments in time, and the work really comes to, I think, shed light on the entanglements of the past and the present. Rosas is also a sculptor. More than a dozen oversized slingshots are affixed to the walls. They're made from branches found on both sides of the border, and the elastic is stretched to the brink, casting shadows like drawings of their own. These slingshots encapsulate Rosas' fascination with the tools and regalia of war and childhood. Now I was thinking about tension and how do you get to the other side through a slingshot or war and all those things. Both exhibitions open at MCASD La Jolla during the free third Thursday event, which runs from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday. The work will be on view through August 13th. Julia Dixon-Evans, KPBS News. You can find images of some of the works mentioned in the piece at kpbs.org. That's it for the podcast today. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.